This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply One, two, one, two. Episode 347, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes close to my performance on Shred and Reagan this morning. 97 Rock. Every Tuesday, we go on there. We rotate weeks, but I, I love going into studio. You do it by phone. You don't like driving in. You don't like leaving your house. You're a hermit. But uh, shredded the team a little bit. I'm sick of this shit, man. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. And I, I credited you. Did you hear any of it? You don't listen. I didn't know. Because I don't want to listen to your negativity. I'm always every morning trying to pump you back up. You know, you're like a like a deflated tire that just needs a little little air in the morning yeah i've had a nail in my tire for 12 years (laughs) you're goddamn right i'm deflated one nail for every general manager Mm. it's just it's just unbelievable man so what i said was 
I'm not a fan of how Don Granado coaches. I'm not a fan of how this team plays. I like Don Granado. I think he's a great guy, great developer. But then I stopped myself. And I said, this is amazing because this is what Craig says every day. Maybe it's not Don Granado's fault. Maybe he needs players that understand how to play a certain way. You who know, was it? Who who took the Savard? Turn? Oh, Savard, French name. I th- oh, I think I said Mathot. Yeah, Mathot's tired and retired like a not long Mathod. time ago. I, Savard. Savard. I'm here to was help that you out Savard, there, bud. Was Savard in Columbus? Is that the Savard that was in he Columbus? He is, yeah. And yeah. he's he's a warrior, man. He's he's a warrior type defenseman. Here's the best part about um uh David Savard. He knows his role. Period. End of story. He knows his role. Um he's a penalty killer. He's a shot blocker. He's a physical stay-at-home defenseman and he loves it. He loves doing it. Um he took two one-timers and basically laid out in front of two Tage Thompson scud missiles. Oh. Unreliable one-timer. That's what you're calling Unreliable. It. Well, obviously it was unreliable. Both of them <laughs> hit him. So we're so I'm using the word scud missile for the Tage intent? Thompson shot. With yeah. intent. <laughs> With intent. Well played, um, Craig. Thank you. Thank you. No one likes to hear my Someone, statistics. Some days I wonder if you're even listening. No one likes to hear my statistics, but we have a 33-year-old David Savard, veteran guy. He's played a long time in this league. He's six foot one. He's 238 pounds. He knows his role. He's a big, strong, defending defenseman that's very good on the penalty he's kill. What? And they love six him. one what? Six one two thirty-eight. No, he's not. He's 238 pounds. He's 6'1". He is. So he's a big man. He's a big, big, thick man that uh, knows his role. Hence, I will say it again. He knows his role on his team. And he uh, tries uh, tries to do it the best of his abilities. That's um, And listen, I mean, blocked two Tage Thompson one-timers. One he took off the body which blew his stick out of his hands now he's skating around with no stick the forward does what they normally do they move down into the zone they hand off the stick to david savard it comes back to tage thompson he blows another shot and hits him in the skate and blows the the blade right off his skate so now you have David Savard that's standing there in front of the net with no blade, no skate blade. So he can't, he's basically standing on one leg. Um, the Sabres moved the puck around quite well. They had some scoring chances uh, and they just were not able to uh, put it in. But um, you want to start with some positive or do you, I, I there feel is no positive. The, the, hold on a second. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Let me, let me say something. Yesterday, I said to you, I'm nervous about Montreal. You're like, I'm not nervous about Montreal. I'm nervous about Ottawa. I was nervous about Montreal for that exact reason last night. So not saying I want to be right. I'm saying I wish you were right. I wish I was wrong, but I was nervous about that game because they are sneaky. 
they mm-hmm. got what they deserved. I mean, I'm you know, yes, I'm... they they did they play well. They played well. There's no energy, man. The rink, there's nobody in the rink. It was like an American League hockey attendance on the road. No, no, it's not an American Hockey League attendance on the road. It. Uh, oh, okay. Are you talking I, 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 I am not. So you talking Canadians jerseys? What are you? What are you talking I, about here? I think we should. I think we should save this conversation for Thomas Vanek. I think that we need to have this conversation with Thomas Vanek. Why? So Why for me, because because I can I can sit here and um, maybe go in the wrong direction here, but I think there's going to be you know Thomas definitely watches the Sabers. He's watching a lot of hockey right now. He has a, an idea of. Are you, you, know, are you probably, going to? What are you gonna? Are you going to? Praise a positive about the amount of chances and shots, Tage. Well, listen. I mean, we can I all think go different directions here. Okay? okay, we can all go different directions. Well, then pick in this your direction before we get to Thomas. No, I don't want to. I don't want to pick my direction. I don't have to pick my direction. Don't no, don't I, I, sit there and put me in a box. No, there, I want to know what your. I want to know. No, what no, your no, 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 no. I will not. I gave you my that. opinion. I don't care about your opinion. Okay. Well, let's let's hear yours. There are some positives, and there are definitely some negatives. That's my stance on this. And we can sit here and not double talk and me give you, because once I start, we're going to start. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have, because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't, but I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino law, 800 800- Five 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 five. For a car crash, call Salino eight hundred five 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 five. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Morning, boys. Is it? Is it? it, Well, it's morning. I wish you could have heard Craig in the first six minutes. <laughs> Your opinion doesn't matter. Okay. I didn't say okay. I took it to heart first, very offended, and then didn't have much of a Oh, choice. he's a black cloud right now. He's he's the ultimate black cloud. And um there was nothing good about the game last night for the Sabres. Nothing. And I said there were there were some some spots that you can build off of. Still oh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. They lost to Montreal. I think we've talked about this before is the, the parody is it's close, but at the same time, you know, I got, I got a few things written down here and at the start of the season, we talked about, you know, who's in, who's out of the playoffs and this, and then on my list here, I got tank teams, right? We, we, did we not say like Philly is going to be horrible. Montreal is rebuilding Columbus. 
Well, Philly is three one and one. Montreal is three one and one, and Columbus is three and two. So I mean, those are you know that's five games in, but that's probably not the record. And Buffalo, who's on their record third rebuild, is two and four. <laughs> and 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 that's it, right? In my other column, I got here are the teams on the rise we talked about: Detroit five and one, Ottawa three and two. Well, I think Ottawa is really good, but three and two is not great. Well, it's about five hundred. And then you got, you know, Buffalo at two and four. So, Just being at one one point the year before and then being a year more mature and then coming back with pretty much the same exact team with a rookie goalie <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy to get into the playoffs. Not at all. Winning's hard. Winning is really hard. And it, it's hard to win in this league. I don't care who you play against. So... Okay, so let me ask you this, Van, because I was on Shred and Reagan this morning and I actually said, I'm going to ask Thomas Vanek this because Tage Thomas spoke after the game last night. Tage Thompson mm-hmm. spoke after the game last night. And he said, you know, ah, it's not time to let frustration set in just yet. You know, I'm getting chances. I'm getting shots. You know, and when, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the things that guys like you say, the guys yeah. with all the pressure. So do you, I shouldn't say, do you believe it, but should we believe it? Or is he, is he stressing a little bit? First year on his big deal. Mm-hmm. Teams. Oh, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure he's stressing. I think they, they, that group knows the pressure. They know they're, you know, not expected to make the playoffs, but inside of that locker room, I'm sure that's the goal is to, to get in. So and, and you know, Ribs has said this several times. To get in, you need goaltending, and your big guns need to play. And but at the same time, what did Tage Thompson do last year? Remember, I, I do remember this. Yeah. It was early on in the year, yeah. four or five games in, and he hasn't scored a goal. And then he scored one goal. I think it was the Edmonton game. He had a beautiful yeah. goal, and then he just takes off. So for goal Don scorers, Granato, the horse whisperer, pulled him aside, and he said, <laughs> "What did he say?" Just go I don't play. Know. There's no pressure. Don't don't put any pressure. Just go play hockey. Just go have fun. Yeah, you're making one point four million dollars. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I that's don't, I don't you, know. If... That's how many points you should have. The fifty million dollar deal. Well, guess what? Now he's not on a one point million money four million dollar contract. He's making seven point one, and he's got pressure because he's done it two years in a row. And that's what happens to the best players in the game. They start to have pressure. Yeah, but There's see, no pressure I guess, on and, and everyone's different. But when I was making. A million on my rookie deal or seven million and then later on two two and a half sure my expectations later on in my career changed that you know 40 goals was going to be hard to get but for me i'm like okay i still need to be productive i still need to set up my teammates it the the, the contract didn't matter it's it was my own expectations of what i bring so I think Tage is saying the right things that he is getting chances. I haven't watched much of any game, so I can't tell you if he's just okay. But telling himself that this... because hold on, yeah, we have all played with guys that's you know I'm not naming names that look at the stat sheet after and be like, man, I got six shots on that, and they're fooling themselves. I'm like, yeah, those six shots were six turnovers. Those were shots from the outside that I could have saved. We we don't need Ryan Miller in that. I could have saved those, but they fooled themselves by saying, "God, six shots on that today, and I had five. I can't score." I'm like, 
But th those shots they're taking, and I'm not saying Tage is taking them because I've watched those games, those are not scoring chances. But if he's legitimately getting scoring chances in tight, then it's a different story. Then it will come. So do you think that when he says all this, mm -hmm. now being a player that had the same kind of pressures he did, making the exact same money that he did, go back to the start of the season. Do you think he's saying six games into the season, I want to have, what's he have, Riv? I think he has one goal. That's it? No assists? No assists. Do you think he said he wanted to have, or do you think he was like six games in, I want to have 10 points? Or I, I, eight, I don't, eight points? I, I don't know. You, you don't. I don't know. I never looked at it that way. To me, it was always important to have a good start because the the, the sooner you can, you know, selfishly, obviously as a team, you want to get off to a good start, but as a goal scorer, as a, you know, Rivs, a defenseman, every single guy selfishly wants to have a good start and feel good about themselves. We're talking about Tage Thompson's 25. He's been in the yeah. league six years. And um, there has been some, there's been some solid play from Tage. He's, he, he has not looked poor in his games. He is not producing. When you have your best player on your team, not producing a player that had 94 points last year and 47 goals, not produce, you are not going to win games. Alex, Alex, Tuck. Started, Alex, Alex Tuck had 35 goals last year. He had a career right. year last year, over 80 points. He's got one assist. Yeah, but it, it can it then I get I get it. I, I know what you guys are saying. I get it, but for goal scorers and playmakers, it can turn quickly. It's it could be one game, could be I think what is it tonight they play Ottawa. He can come yeah. out and have a great assist, and all of a sudden, man, now something you know just something uh, drops. The legs takes, get a little bit quicker. The hands soften yeah. up. You hold the puck a little longer. Yeah. You see the game slows down. You're not pressing as much. Those are I things you, you can tell yourself as much as you want. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. It's going to come. It's going to, it's not going to come until you actually yeah. make a play that you're used to making. And it ends up in the back of the net. Yeah. I, I and, started to, uh, it was like, I mean, I, this is going to be a self-deprecating comment, but I started to feel comfortable in a game when I settled in and got a nice cross corner dump and changed, you know what I mean? Like that was where <laughs> that was where things. Okay. So, so buy it a dollar for every time you shit on yourself. <laughs> But I, you know what though? Here's the it, thing. I, I do you be, know why I'd be ten times richer than Thomas Vanek right now. But you don't hear the way I talk to myself, how good I am to myself. So don't we worry. I'm doing just fine. Jesus. You know, I can look at myself too. I'm like, if I would have played in today's game, I, I think I could have scored 40 goals way more than I did in my own career, just because I I, I considered myself a great net front guy. Well, it was a lot harder playing net front against the Charas and stuff than, than nowadays it is. Yeah. Well, it was still, interesting that you say that, Vanner. It it's interesting that you say that. I was listening to uh, Don Granato talk, and, you know, they were talking about, you know, getting guys to the net front. You mm -hmm. know, we need more guys to get to the net front. Where are most goals scored? Like 80% of all goals are scored within eight feet of the net. Okay, whether it's a shot and a tip, whether it's a shot with a screen, whether it's a shot and it deflects off a stick, skate, pad, the goals come in front of the net. Well, here's the thing. The Sabres are nowhere near the front of the net. They're all playing the perimeter. They're all moving well. Man, I've never, I've, 
I am blown away with the skills of this hockey team. You can go from Jeff Center to Thompson to talk to um like cousins to JJ Paterka to Peyton Krebs and just go on and on and on. And the defense core, the way they're moving constantly and flowing and there's puck movement, but it's all on the outside. There's nobody that's going to the front of the net. No one's making it hard on the defenseman on the other team. No one's getting nasty. No one's getting the ugly goal because that's what the goals are. You look at the goal that was scored last night for Montreal to go up two to one. Got the small, smallest frigging guy in the ice. Who is it? Gallagher. Gallagher. I would have said Caulfield. Well, okay. But it was Gallagher. I'm going to have to look. We're going to have to look him up to see who's bigger. But all I know is Gallagher's bigger. I like that. Right? He's got the biggest set of donkey balls on him. Like it's unbelievable. The guy is fearless. And he knows his game. He knows his game. He he loves. He loves, like, I think he gets off. It's kind of a little weird. He gets off on getting punished. He gets off on just getting smoked in front of the net by these guys that are so much bigger and more physical, but he is fearless. Where does he score the goal? Directly one foot in front of the net. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't get touched till after the puck was in the net. Middle stat and tuck jumped on top of him. Um, okay, Rivs. Yes, I agree with you 100%. So you said Granado said this post game? He did, yes. Well, then tonight should be a great example, right? Because usually when a coach calls out a team, mm-hmm. the next night or the next game, which happens to be tonight, what is the main emphasis should be? Get to the front of the net. Get to the front of that. Well, let me. So tonight, let is me tell be you a this. Huge tell of how this team responds to a coach. You know, maybe not. I didn't hear the press conference. Not calling him out, but obviously, if that's the emphasis, well, indirectly, he's telling them. Yeah, if he's yeah, saying that we're perimeter media, guys, saying that in the media after a game that they just lost, and you play the next night, mm-hmm. you better be sure, or you, but you're going to know that that message is being relayed back to the team. But now Donnie Granado has opened himself up here, though. Because now we ha- now because now we have to see the players responding and going to the front of the net like that has to be something that we see tonight in the game. Hunter, that's what I'm saying. If if you don't if you watch the game tonight and you don't notice two three guys crashing and standing and banging there, and you lose, then then you might then it's obviously then it's a problem. And I uh, I'm going to bring something up. You just like tell me whether I'm crazy or not. Um, You're crazy. I think we can all agree that the (laughs) skills on this team is mind blowing. Like I am, I am truly, I think the, the skill on this team is, is completely through the roof. But would you say Vanner that you play a different game than Derek Roy? even though you kind of had the same amount of points, you were both kind of like the 80-point guys a year, would you say that your job description and how you played the game was different than a Derek Roy? 100%. I think we're do both you, able to make plays. Do you think that Pominville, do you think yeah. that Pominville and the way that he played the game was a little bit different than Tim Connolly? Yeah, yeah, in bit. some ways. In some ways, right? Yeah. So... 
my my thing that I see here is the way that you played the game. You understood your role. You understood that the team was going to win if Thomas Vanna could produce offensively. And it sucked to be you because you had pressure because every single guy sitting in the dressing room was not looking across at PD to score goals. They weren't looking across at Al Kodalik, who is a great hockey player, but they're not looking. They're looking at Thomas Vanek. They're looking at Derek Roy and Tim Connolly's. They're looking at those guys. And if you don't score and you don't produce, then we don't win. Yeah, but I agree you had you, but a that's job. Not pressure. That, that's you fun. had a job. Like a, well, like Danny B. You say you say it's you didn't have pressure. That's horseshit, man. No, no, you no, had no, no. Pressure. There is no, no. I'm saying there is pressure, but as a goal scorer, you want that pressure. Like I, I, I always had high expectations of myself. So it's, it's. I, I wanted that. That that's what that's what made me feel like that's my role. I loved yeah. it. But Danny but B, Danny B is the same. Did... He's a smaller guy, but Danny B scored a lot of freaking goals in tight. That yes. guy, he was a little freaking weasel. Yes, he was a weasel. And, and he I was hated great him. on the outside. And but I wanted he to became, abuse him. He became a superstar when he took the puck to the net. Yes. That's what changed his game. Insanely skilled. I know that. But I, I look at you, and you you understood that your game was not the same as Derek Roy. Derek uh, yeah. Roy played on the outside. Right. Derek Roy was on the outside. He had the puck on a stick probably three times as long as you did in a shift. Okay, you knew where to go. You went to the front of the net. You took a beating, but you were one of the best tippers in the game. You were one of the best guys in tight in the game. That's why you scored 30s and 40 goals every single season. I look at the Sabres right now. It seems like every one of their players are the same. We've talked about this for years, years. Well, I don't I don't I don't think they're the same. They might have the same. They play the same. I don't think they're all the same, but they're all, I mean, to have a team that will not feast in front of the net, knowing that most goals are scored eight feet in front of the net, you would think that they would be living there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, you guys talked about that. The Brink had yesterday. He ain't a big guy. Does he score from the outside? Yeah, he he can, you know, he scores from the outside because he's got a great release. He's got one of the. I think he's an underrated goal scorer in this in this game in today's game because he can snap it from the top of the circle and score like he did the other night. But I see some of his goals there, like on top of the crease, he's banging away at it. That's a goal scorer. He knows yeah. where to go. He knows when to use a shot. He knows when to go in front. And those are things you you got to learn. You got to have an instinct for. But you also have to be, yeah, but I mean, I was never, I was, no one had to tell me to go in front more. If anything, I was told leave, you know, and, and leave, leave the net front a little bit and cycle more and things like that. I think, you know, but it's not just the Sabres. I think, I mean, you, you coach youth hockey. These kids are so skilled nowadays, but all of them are perimeter players. And when they're told, you know, and, and, Today's league, I mean, the Sabres, how many first-rounders are there? A lot. How many of them you think in their junior or college career played net front? I bet you, hold on, River, are you looking this up? How many first-rounders? I, I bet you they're to count them now. 
One, two, I bet you there's about 12 or 13 on this team. Jordan Greenway was a second rounder, correct? Yeah, yeah. Man, man, I'll let you finish your point in a second, but I know the power play the last night was all, they were all five of them. Skinner, Tuck, Thompson, Darlene. Who else was out there? Uh, Cousins. I don't know. Middlestad was another one. Mm-hmm. Power. There's like 13 first rounders, and then yeah. you have guys like <laughs> uh, um, um, Yoki Haru was what? Maybe a did second. You, did you count Benson know. in there in that 13? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jordan Greenway was a second rounder. Uh, Samuelson was, was a second rounder. Paterka was, was a second, second rounder. Did you count Quinn in that 13? Uh, no. 14. Okay. There's 14. What about Eric Johnson? Did you count him? I did. Let me ask you this, Vanner. And we talked about it a little bit um, a couple months ago when you are trying to assemble a team that's missed the playoffs for 12 years. You have a team that missed the playoffs by one. Youngest team in the National Hockey League. Would you be bringing in an 18-year-old uh, forward? Meanwhile, you haven't made one one change in the forward line. Not, not one. But you're going to bring in an 18-year-old forward to come in and uh, help save the day. Like, I, I remember you talking about this and saying it's time that Kevin Adams goes out and makes moves to make the team better. They have a core that is extremely strong. Now they need to support that. Not with an 18-year-old. Not with Victor Olofsson still on this team, which is like, I it's mind-blowing that he's still on the team. Why has there not been some moves? I, I don't know. What, what, are you asking me why? <laughs> I don't know. As far as Benson, I mean, obviously he's better than some of the guys they have. Otherwise, he wouldn't be around. Is he? I don't know. Well, I, I've, if, I've if never. He is. I haven't watched him enough to have an opinion. That's a. Problem. I guess is there a move out there that could have been made that would have been better than Benson? That would have actually given the team a better chance, a stronger unit than Benson. Well, I'm not even I, saying I, Benson. I, you can't I, even I live Benson in the past is, so much. You have to ask, like, can these moves be made now? Like, is it is uh, what how? At what point is it? Is it too early in the season? And then at what point is it not even necessary? Like that's a, that's, be- a, that's a really good question, Petey. I don't know, but at the same time, I mean, six games in, say it's ten games in, twelve games in. I mean, I got traded, you know, twelve games in or something like that. But that was in in my contract year and I wasn't getting extended. So I knew it was going to happen, but how many trades happen this early in the year? None because I, because teams don't panic. I I mean, just like, listen, I mean, we can sit here and we can discuss whether, you know, if you're in Florida right now, who basically are sitting with four points, they went to the Stanley cup finals last year. Who's in more of a panic, the Buffalo Sabres or the Florida Panthers Sabres. Why? Because, because Florida the, no, the Panthers Florida, have injuries, don't they? Like they Florida know the limped into the playoffs guys coming last back or year. Don't, or am I missing that? 
Florida limped into the playoffs last year. They do have injuries, and and they they're going to figure it out. I have more faith in Florida figuring it out than the Sabers figuring let's, it out. Because we're let's not let's not talk about our teams though, Petey. You made a great point about how to improve your team, and I, if it's it's you you can't right. I mean, especially nowadays when we played, guys actually hit free agency, like a Mark Shifley. I thought there was no chance. I thought he was going to get traded. Then, then you guys, or yes. even a Hellbuck. Yeah. Like those are two guys I think we all talked about, not just they must us. Have had, this, they must have uh, had photos of them on the road or something. <laughs> no, but that's today's game. Guys, stay. I think some they guys t- can get complacent. I think Mark Shifley made a decision because he's only played in one place in his entire career. Like he's been in the league for how long? 14 years. Came in it when he was 18. He's been playing forever. He ends up signing a, a you know, a, a contract that pays him a lot of money, but he gets to stay at his, in his home. Yeah, and see, I don't think that's it. I think it's just that teams are, are are willing to give guys seven, eight years at, at an age like that, where I'm sure his agent was like, hey, if you don't take this deal, and I was in that situation, that deal won't be there in free agency. You might get a four-year deal or a three-year deal. So guys are like, and, and we see. Yeah. The you no got an eight-year deal, you right? Got, so here's seven years, and you know what? In year two, if you don't freaking like it here, we'll just demand a trade. And good guy, I mean, DeBrinkett, he's how old is he? DeBrinkett? Yeah, how old is he? He could be 25? 25, 25, yeah. yeah. That's, that would be my guess, 24, 25. I don't know. That's what I'm asking, so I'm not trying to be a smart ass. But he, was he doesn't want to resign in Ottawa, and he tells the team, I want to go to Detroit or Florida. Like that in today's league, you sign long-term extension. And then if you don't like it, you're getting moved to a team that you want to get moved. A Matthew Kachuk signs and goes, I'm, I'm only going to go to Florida. Why didn't you sign that seven years, seven, 49, 25 years old to bring it's 25, 25, but no, because it, it didn't, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this and you guys can correct me, but when we played, and I, I, it's not that I'm bringing up when we played in this, just in comparison, you wanted to hit free agency and see what's out there. Well, now, why wouldn't you take a seven-year extension? And if you don't like it, you'll just be like, I want to. Yeah, it's not working uh, out. Move me. Yeah. So, again, the Brinkhead at 25 does not want to sign an extension once out of Ottawa. He is a restricted free agent, doesn't have to wait to free agency, and just says, I want to go to two teams either Detroit or Florida, I think it was the rumor. Boom. He gets to go to Detroit, signs a four-year extension. So I I guess I keep going back. So I go back to the Sabres and say, you know, how do you make your team better? You have the youngest team in the NHL. They need support. They need veteran support. So I'm going to tell you the Detroit Red Wings right now that are that are playing well. They have the two top scores in the league and DeBrinkett and Larkin, great pickup. But this is who they brought in. Veteran leadership on defense. 
Two years ago, they brought in Ben Sherrod. He's 32. They have Shane Gossespierre. They brought in 30. They have they just signed Justin Hall on defense, 31. They signed Oli Mata two years ago. He's 29. They just brought in this year Jeff Petrie, who's 35. On the forward line, they, they made yeah, a major trade. Who didn't they bring in uh Ghost of Bear too, or what's his name? Ghost Bear, yeah, Shane Ghost Bear. Yeah, I already said him. He's, he's 31. So they brought in one, two, three, four, five guys, and that's to surround Mort Sider, who is one of the best young defensemen in the game right now. They support him with those veteran guys on the forward line. They move out guys like Bertuzzi and say, Okay, see you later. You want to leave? You're you're gone. We're gonna bring in guys like Alex DeBrinket, who's 25 years old. They brought in Andrew Kopp, okay, 29 years old. JD Comfer, JT Comfer, they signed 28 years old. They brought in David Perron two years ago, who's 35. They brought in Daniel Sprong from Seattle last year. Daniel Sprong in six games has two goals and four points. I mean, do you get what I'm saying here? They're this bringing is the, in this is veteran ship. Exactly. But that's Iserman, right? What's his plan? I mean, he built Tampa. His plan is always tank, 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 rebuild uh, the high end, you know, picks, which is now, I think, Cider, obviously. Uh, what's the Raymond kid? The, the Austrian kid, Casper, who is in the minor. Yep. So again, you 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 get those high end kids, and once you think you're good enough, what did he do? You just mentioned all of it. Go get vets. Exactly. He didn't take for five support. more years and get five more first round high end and 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 because it's a never ending cycle. I mean, the Oilers. Well, how, have... how long did the Oilers do it for? First round of you know top oh, yeah. five pick, top five pick, top five pick. Oh, yeah. Hall, and it's just a cycle that it doesn't work. Yakupov. Well, it's it's ten years, right? I mean, you have to to get good. In my opinion, you have to tank or whatever you want to say. Be shitty. You have to struggle. Get some. You got to struggle. You got to draft high and hit on you know two, three of those high end guys. And once you think like you hit on those two, three high end guys, then you got to go out and surround them. Well, you, you know, did you hit on Cage Thompson? Did you hit on Alex Tuck who scored 35 goals and 80 points? Did you hit on Dylan Cousins who scored 31 goals? Did you hit on Casey Middlestad who had 60 points last year? Did you hit on Jordan Greenway? Did you hit on um uh, JJ Paterka? Like holy shit, man. They okay, hit on true. a whole bunch of young guys, but they're all 21, did Ottawa, 22, did, 23. Let's talk about the team Buffalo's going to see tonight. Did Ottawa hit on Brady Kachuk? Did Ottawa hit on Jake Sanderson? Did Ottawa hit on Tim Stutzel? Yes. Did Ottawa hit on Josh Josh Norris? Norris. Did Ottawa hit on Thomas Shabbat? Yes. Okay. Now so let's what stop. they do now after let's that? Stop. They brought in, I'm going to go from the bottom up. They brought in some physical guys that were undrafted. Sure, we'll even eliminate them. They brought in Travis Hamanick, Dominic Kubalik. They went out and got two legitimate goalies in Anton Forsberg and Jonas Corposalo. They have also Drake Batherson. I forgot to mention him. They got a Russian veteran guy named Artem Zub, who's awesome. They go get Matthew Joseph. They grab Claude Giroux. They trade for, for Jacob Chikrin, and they bring in Vladimir Tarasenko. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're just going to cruise by on frigging Claude Giroux and just be like, just add him like another player? 
<laughs> I was just going to say Claude, that. You, Claude Giroux a goddamn stud. He's been a stud in this league since he's come into the league. Last year, he had 35 goals. I not mention Claude Giroux? I added him yes, as a Yes, you as did, a move. but not no, but with he... the significance that the young man... <laughs> I Hold say young second. man. Hold on a second. You, I, I said this year that he's going to have another great year, and you, and you who don't like to remember said, I don't know about that. Giroux's a little longer in the tooth. I was like, bullshit, Giroux. Drew's awesome. And and let but me tell you. Drew, to me, I'm with Revs. That's that's the biggest signing. Yeah, Not oh, because of his points. It's former because, captain. Yes. Understands the leadership. pressure. He's been one of the top players in the league when he was a young guy. He had, 100, he had 102 points in this league. He got brought in to help Tim Stutzel. To uh, help hold on a second. Brady Kachuk. Do you think if he, if Josh he wasn't Norris, from... If he wasn't from Gatineau or right there near Ottawa, if it wasn't practically like going home, you think Drew's going to Ottawa back then? No, I don't but, know. But doesn't that's, matter. That's not the point. It's worked. The point is for them. The point is the 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 Ottawa Senators identified what their young group needs. They need older players that have been there, done that, that can guide their young core, the Josh Norris, the Batherson, the Stutzel, the Kachuk, and support those guys. So when there is pressure on the team, guess who takes the pressure? It's not the young guys. It's Claude Giroux is the one that's going to stand up there and say, guys, we're all right here. Okay, been here, done that. Don't worry about it. These are the things that we need to do to get out of this. If you have a young team in in, in Buffalo and they're all 21, 22, 23, 25, these guys have never won. They've never won before. They've never been in the playoffs. They don't know what it's like to be in those situations because they haven't been in it. There was one game in the Sabres' first 10 games of the season that I had circled on my calendar, and it was t- it was tonight because I feel like we've talked about Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit all yep. in the same sentence for the last two mm-hmm. and a half years as the up-and-coming teams to kind of... Teams on the rise. Teams on the rise, okay? Correct. And they haven't seen Detroit yet, so to me, this is their biggest test of the season. Last night, not good. And it's not a good test coming off a tough loss at home against a team they should have beaten. But this is why this game has been on the schedule because very similar when you look at the the prospect depth, but also one team made significant changes over the years on the fly and one team is still banking on its youth. So it'll see what see where it pays off. 100%. I mean, the teams you always want to play against are the top teams, right? So in the East, who's, I mean, Toronto, the Carolinas, the Jerseys, those are the games you look forward to, to see, you know, as a player, I'm sure the coaches as well, to see how close are you to those teams. But at the same time, as exactly what you said, the teams you are in the same category with, you have to be better than them, right? You, you got to be better than them. So those are the games that you should be getting up for or, or you look forward to to see how close are you. Sabres are better than the Islanders. We saw that. They could have won the first game against the Islanders. They won the second game. It is a goddamn shame that they lost to the Montreal Canadiens because that should have been a game where they 
jump over a team like that and prove that. And then tonight, and then I don't know when Detroit is, but all of a sudden Philadelphia. The funny thing Phil- is why you say that. Like when you see, sit there and you look at the Montreal Canadiens, it's like they have studs too. Nick Suzuki's 24. Cole Caulfield. Why weren't you worried about them yesterday? <laughs> because I just, because, because I don't I just, think I said that they yesterday. have the same skill set. I don't think they have the same dynamic skill set is what Buffalo has. Not as deep. But I'm going to tell you this. You know what Montreal has? They have role players. They have role players. They have role players. We don't have role players on our team. The whole 12 forwards that play on any given night all play the same way. We have no gallery. But you know what good teams do? Even when we played on good teams, you 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 sometimes you lose to the Montreals. That just happens. But then you go out and beat the good teams. But you were five and one when you lost that game, though. That's the only difference. We're probably ten and zero that year. <laughs> we, were, we lost. <laughs> we lost to Atlanta in the shootout to 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 set the NHL record. No, but you know, what I mean, like good teams at the end of the year when you look at the good teams, they all have some shitty losses. We're like, holy shit, how do we lose to this team? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got any inside info on uh, McDavid's injury? I heard you guys talk. I think it's an oblique 100%. I've had that before. It's one it, of those it, you take one. It's a terrible move, injury, right, sudden, Banner? It sucks because if you don't give it enough time, it lingers. And yes. it's, it's one of the strangest things ever. I remember the first time it happened to me. I literally just took a stride and all of a sudden it was like a knife in the it, side of yes, my stomach. It feels like you're literally tearing threads of muscle in <laughs> yes. your stomach when you move. And that's what I said to Petey yesterday. If it is a stomach or an oblique, yeah, he is in big trouble because that's you, 100% have to, you have to be, you have to be a hundred percent. I shouldn't even say that you have to be a hundred and ten percent healed before you come back from that because if you continue to injure that all year you are going to destroy your year that's why well, i know a lot of and guys especially surgery. it's a terrible injury man especially for 
a guy how quick he is. Like I could have probably recovered, or I did recover probably quicker because my fast twitch muscle is not as quick as a Connor McDavid, right? So for him, this injury, which to me looked a hundred percent oblique, they're gonna have to be careful with. Because is that the most surprising good. team in the NHL right now, Vanner? Like I'm looking at the league standings. At yeah. the top, you have Vegas, Boston, Colorado. You have Detroit that sits there at with 10 points, who's fourth. Dallas. How about Philadelphia in the way that they're playing right now? Pretty fantastic. Montreal's up there. Vancouver, Ottawa's up there. So mm-hmm. you have some surprises that are stepping forward at the start of the season. When you look at the bottom, San Jose and Anaheim, I expect those guys to be at the bottom. Right. But you have Edmonton Oilers sitting 29th. In the league, Buffalo's 27th. That that's these are surprising teams at the bottom of the standing. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to I don't care if it's only six games. No, no, I, I I'm with you. But I mean it's to not me, five acceptable. or six games in, why are you not ready if you're a top team? Right? The good teams, I mean, Vegas doesn't start on six, they win a freaking cup, they're six and oh. <laughs> that that's a hell of a team. But the Oilers are to me just like everyone knows they don't have depth. They got the two best players in the game. They don't have great goaltending. They don't have great, you know, depth after that. They got some nice pieces, but how many nice pieces do they have? Six, seven. Man, that's a tough place to have a team. If you don't have McDavid, you're screwed. There's no wonder why they rigged that draft, man. They were in the process of building that stadium. They'd have nobody. They'd have nobody there, and no reason to watch. Yeah, it will be interesting because if he's gonna miss, you know, two three weeks, well, Drysaddle's gonna have to pull his best Malkin impression we've ever seen, go and win a Hart Trophy without McDavid. And he will, but you know, sometimes yeah, well, what happens with, with those teams, you play better defensively when a player like that is out. You, you're going to have to tighten up sometimes, you know, and that works for a short period of time. So for the next two, Imagine three weeks, they just go on a string of wins without him, And then they, he comes back and they lose with him. They healthy scratch him. <laughs> It'll be on the trade blocks. Hey, do you want to hear something? Here's the most outlandish stuff I've, I've read, you know, like they want to bench Owen power here in Buffalo. What the fans, just people writing like, but it's time for power to watch watch game from the brass box and yeah, and who yeah. you're gonna replace them with? So, Petey, uh, I was uh, we we discussed this yesterday. Rasmus Anderson, defenseman for the Cal- uh, Calgary Flames, um, yep. got a four game suspension. The NHLPA is appealing it. I think that is completely shot down with the news that came out today. That the player that he hit, Patrick Line, is out. And they're saying and, upper body. Well, Patrick Line should not have gone for the empty netter inside his own blue line. Make the play, just bump it to the neutral zone and go and get the puck. Simple as that. That's Line's fault. It's Line's yeah, fault it, for it, taking a, a, a shot to the head. And the it's guy. It's a suspension. It's not four it. games. Two games would have been. Is? Two. Yeah. Well, he has no prior, uh, you know, suspensions or anything. No. It's like, it's uh, a tough, that's a tough four gamer. I think that's uh, a guy who's angry, for end it, of though. the game. 
makes a a hit that was unnecessary, right? So I think four is kind of high. Two games would have been probably the right call, in my opinion. I don't just popped in my head. Hold on. Usually it's Rivs that butchers everything, but I was listening to the pod yesterday, and Petey, you made me laugh. What did I do? You guys were talking about goalies and the guy that moved on from Detroit. Remember his name? (laughs) Nadelkovich. Nadelkovich? Yeah. And what did you say? The Russian kid. (laughs) (laughs) Where's he from? And I've done this before. And someone, this is when I still played. I'm like, I've never heard of this Russian kid. He goes, he's I'm pretty sure he's from Ohio. <laughs> is he? I don't know. I looked it up, but I'm pretty sure he is. Well, for years, for years, Galchenyuk was, was from Moscow for me. But he's from like Wisconsin or something yeah well he i mean he's he is he is a russian do you remember the guy that played on the buffalo sabers well you would have played with him maybe vanner ross rasmussen don't you talk yeah what about here eric Eric rasmussen yes i thought he was a swede you know i thought he was a swede forever minnesota i would abuse him verbally on the ice you know i can't say what i i was saying to him but i found out that he's like like Canadian or right? He's from Minnesota or, or American. Yeah. Yeah. So Van, well, I thought, same thing. I thought hey, if, you're from, if you're from uh Sweden or, you know, I thought Galchenyuk is from the U S he's from Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but he's Russian parents. Yeah. 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 Here. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah but it's, look up Nadelkovich. Okay. Where's he play now? Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> way me, to go Petey dude if he's fucking from if he is from like no, Cincinnati I'm telling he, you it made me laugh because if he's from Cincinnati <laughs> I'm gonna fucking uh, come on Google Parma Ohio <laughs> yeah the Russian kid I did the same thing about six years ago and I think he was in Carolina at the time. Oh my God, he was. He was. Yeah, but oh my like, God. God, I've well, never heard of this Russian kid. It's more acceptable because <laughs> you're actually in the league at the time. Oh my God, that's funny. But that's that, I think that makes it worse. I was in the league and I didn't even know. Oh, you're out God. of the league and you just Listen, assume these Russians. I don't need you to, to soften this one up. Could have used this one in a text message a couple of, a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the problem is I don't know how to spell his name, so it's going to be a tough text. By the way, while we're on the conversation of random stuff, I said to Craig yesterday, um, we were talking about that um, Walker, Sean Walker from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Love that guy. He's he's unreal. And I said he's you know five eleven. He's five eleven, two hundred and five pounds or whatever, two hundred pounds. And I said he's kind of like Jay McKee. And Riv goes, no, he's not. Jay McKee's six three. And I go, yeah, but he was. 195 200 and riv said no he's not do you how much did you think he weighed riv mckee who are we talking about mckee i would say jay Jay was six three and i would say that jay was probably two ten okay do you remember how much he weighed ben no but if, if i would have a guess it would be under 200 yeah, he was 
175 his first year. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> prime years fluctuated between 195 and 203. Yeah. He said felt more mobile playing under 200. Right. Uh, he wasn't a big guy. No. Riff thought he was like 215, 220. So anyway. Uh, well, you would think he would be a, as much as he ate at Chef's, but good metabolism. metabolism big for big pants uh, he wore, the big shoulder pads, the big shin pads, all the extra pads he wore all over. He, wore, he even wore that. He, even he wore was crazy. Ear, he even wore the earpieces. He was crazy. But you know what? I don't blame him one thing because, the I mean, he was like a goalie. He was literally a goalie out there. Yeah, goalie's best friend for sure. He was a little uh, offside in his thinking and how he blocked shots. He was oh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. He was mm-hmm. he was the ultimate role player for a hockey team. You needed guys like Jay McKee to win hockey games. He was not overly skilled at all. He didn't shoot the puck overly well. He did not even think about offense. He thought about defending penalty killing, blocking shots. That that's the the side of his game that helped the team win games. One hell of a backhand sauce pass cross ice. <laughs> the backhand flipper. He loved his backhand sauce pass more than anything else. He'd get on the ice and you'd just be saucing past his backhand across the ice. Yeah. Jay McKee was at his best, and I remember this, uh, when he was playing with Rhett Warner. That that young um pairing that that played together they were really good really really strong very very tough to play against defensively um and they seemed to have some really good chemistry together so i just remember those guys those two guys together they did uh, they did a nice job banner great stuff as always man now back to retired life I'm not retired. I got two jobs. Talk about yourself. I'm busy. Oh, yeah. Sure, you. All right. Sure, yeah, I'm going to go work busy. out and take a nap. 